Y'all know where we're going to turn tonight? Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. You know, we started talking uh, uh, a few weeks back. I actually ministered on Ephesians chapter 4 and went through the whole uh, uh, chapter. And then the Lord kind of dealt with me just to go back and go through the whole book of Ephesians. I don't know how long it's going to take me to do this. But anyway, I was, uh, uh, as I was reading today, and and I kind of got uh, stuck on one uh, one scripture here and, and uh, probably minister on this one one particular subject that's here. And, and uh, so we're going to start reading, and I'm going to read. I'm going to read uh, Teresa in the New Living Translation. I, I really got where I like that uh, translation. I guess I, I really got liking it because I've been reading a lot of John Bevere's books. Anybody know who John Bevere is? And he uses the New Living Translation a lot. And uh, I really like the way it says it, which is not far off from the New King James. And uh, so anyway, how many's ever read John Bevere? He's got a book out called The Bait of Satan, and it's on a fence. And I'm telling you, that's a book. I've been reading it, and I ain't read it all, but I'm telling you, that is a book that it, if, if you're not offended, you won't get offended. And if you are offended, you'll get unoffended. Because there's a lot of stuff in that book. And, uh, a lot of, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty strong medicine, but my gosh, it's the Word of God. And so uh, I like to tell you every now and then a good book to get. Praise God. And let's start with verse one in the New Living Translation. So y'all can look at it on the wall. It said, this letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I'm writing to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. And last Wednesday night we talked about faithfulness. And we stayed on faithfulness because actually the New King James says to the saints, uh, saints and the faithful who are in Ephesus. And so, uh, there's the faithful saints and that's what we are. Amen. Verse three says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Everybody shout, has blessed us who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. He hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms and uh, because we're united with Christ. You know, I thought about this and I kind of got stuck on this one right here. And because the Bible says we're blessed with every spiritual blessing. And, and I know sometimes people look at that like, well, yeah, that's the spiritual, that's we're born again. We've got the Spirit of God living on the inside of us. But you know the spiritual blessings are also manifested in natural blessings. Do you know that? They're manifest natural. We need to understand something about ourselves. You, in fact, I thought about this. This is something we're to say every single morning when we go, we're to say, I'm blessed. Say it with me. I'm blessed. Say it again. I'm blessed. We're to say, I'm blessed. You know, so many people talk curses over themselves. Now, I'm not talking about you curse. I'm talking about you speak doom and gloom. You speak doom and gloom over your finances, over your health, over your family, over your job, and everything. When we are to just stand up and say, I'm blessed in every aspect of my life. I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places because I'm united with Christ Jesus, and I am a blessed person. Let me read you the definition of blessed. It's to speak well of. And uh, when it says you're blessed with every spiritual blessing, God speaks well of you. Do you know that? This works good. Or amen even helps better. It means to prosper. It means happy. 
prosperous in worldly affairs, enjoying spiritual happiness and the favor of God, enjoying heavenly felicity, which is the joys of heaven, enjoyment of good. The joys of heaven. Blessed, enjoying the joys of heaven. Enjoyment or good. And also it means to be empowered to prosper. To be empowered to prosper. You know, as I was reading that, I just, like I said, I got kind of got stumped right there because we have been blessed. Isn't that what says you, who has blessed you? That means past tense. It means already done. You're already blessed. You're a nudge somebody says you're already blessed. Praise God, already blessed. I not, and I went all the way back to Genesis. I mean, knows you need to go back to the book, first book, the beginning every now and then, and just read some things. So can I do that tonight? I'm glad you let me. Because I'm already there. In verse, chapter 26, chapter, chapter 1, verse 26, and I'll be back in the New King James, Teresa. And it says, uh, not the New, yeah, the New King James Version. It, notice what it said. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female, and he created them. And notice what it said. Then God blessed them. Then God blessed them. After He created them and made them, the Bible says He blessed them. Did you know, when I was reading that there, I thought, that was not a temporary blessing. That, If you'll think about it, Lynn, that was an eternal blessing. You say, how was it an eternal blessing? Because they were never supposed to die. They were never supposed to be booted out of the Garden of Eden. God put an eternal blessing upon their life when He's the Bible says He blessed them. He empowered them to prosper in everything that they did. I'm blessed. I said, I'm blessed. How about you? Are you blessed? And God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Have dominion over everything. But he said, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. Listen, we, God don't want us just multiplying in with children. He wants us to multiply in every aspect of life. Did you know God is a God of multiplication, not the, not the God of division? But of multiplication. He liked to multiply. And he said, I want you to multiply. He wants your finances to multiply. Huh? He wants everything that you touch to prosper according to Psalms chapter 1. Amen? And so, you know, I was reading and thinking about it today and and when I was thinking about how if you read in the book of Numbers, in the book of Numbers, let's, let's just go there real quick. Numbers chapter 23. And I'm going to tell the story a little bit. And after the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they, uh, in chapter 23, and I'm... I'm, I'm we're gonna when I when I get ready to read it, it'll be a uh, verse nineteen. But going back, it's a story of Balak and Balaam, and you all probably know the story in that in chapter twenty two, where when all the children of Israel came out, Balaam, I mean Balak, 
He got all nervous because there were so many of them. He thought they'd come in and conquer him and take over his kingdom and all such as that. So he decided, here's what I need to do. Here's what I've got to do to the children of Israel because there's so many of them. I've got to have them cursed because if I can curse them, I can defeat them. Why? Because the curse would weaken them. And so if I could curse them, then I can defeat them. And so he went to Balaam and he said, I want you to come and curse the children of Israel because I know whom you curse is cursed and whom you bless is blessed. So I want you to come and curse the children of Israel. Well, Balaam said this. He said, I cannot curse what God has not cursed. I can't curse what God has not cursed. And he said, well, just come on and check it out and look at him. At least look him over and I'll bless you and I'll reward you for it. And so he went and looked at it and he got up there and he just spoke a blessing over him. Balak said, no, no, that, that is not what I told you to do. He said, well, listen, I can't curse what God hasn't cursed. I can only bless. I can only bless. But what got me about that story was this. He said, the only way I can defeat them is if they're cursed. If they're cursed, I can beat them. But if they're blessed, I can't. Kind of like the devil. He would like to make you think you're cursed because he knows I can make you think you're cursed. I can, I can defeat you. But if you know you're blessed, I can't. Somebody help me. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. And so he, there, there was a lot in that story. I'm not going through all the story. But then he took him again, took him up to another part of the, uh, the deal, uh, the, the mountain and said, look down on him, curse him for me. And verse 19 says in 23, he said, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and he will not, will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot reverse it. He has blessed and I cannot reverse it. That's what Balak wanted him to do was reverse the blessing. And he said, I can't reverse the blessing because God blessed them and I cannot curse them because of the blessings of God. You remember in Galatians 3.20 where it says, Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangeth upon a tree. Y'all remember it? We've been redeemed from any curse. We're blessed. The devil wants you to think you're not. He wants you to think you, they ain't no, you're, you're never going to amount to a hill of beans. Huh? You know, the devil likes to take people's lives. You know that? I, Letitia was telling me a, a something this, the, tonight about Levi. And, uh, you know, we just had a young girl in, in Grosbeck that, uh, uh, took her life and, uh, 13 years old. And, uh, because I guess she thought there was, life was just, there was no hope beyond today. And so Levi had a young girl come up to her the other day and said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill my life, to kill myself. That was just the other day, correct? And I was gonna, she was gonna take her life and, and Levi, she got kind of concerned it was a friend of hers, so she called Letitia and told Letitia, and Letitia called somebody else. And anyway, through the whole process, they got her some help. They got her some help. And you know, I told Letitia, I said, you know, that girl was drawn to light. You said, well, Pastor, I don't know if people drawn to light. Did you remember the demoniac in the grave, in the tombs? You know who he was drawn to? Jesus. Was he not? He was drawn to Jesus. And Jesus delivered that man in the tombs when they could never do anything for him. 
And I'm telling you, and here's what impressed me about what Letitia said Levy and some other girls did for that girl. She started, they started sending her texts that God loves you, that God cares about you. And we love you. And we care about you. You know what? That was light dispelling darkness. Huh? I'm telling you, we, we need more kids like that that will stand up and say, hold on, honey, we're not going to let you go. We're going to pray for you. We're going to believe for you. And we're going to let you know God loves you. We love you. And we're going to stand with you. We're going to stand for you. And we're going to see you through this trial and this situation you're going through. Amen? I'm telling you, the devil wants to weaken you so he can destroy you. But he can't if we won't let him. Amen? Everybody shout, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And when it says you're blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, I'm telling you, that includes a lot more than just the fact we're saved. And we're going to heaven, and thank God for that. That's part of it. But I'm telling you something. Uh, in, in, uh, uh, oh, where do I want to look? I'm, I'm dropping past a lot of stuff. Let's go to Deuteronomy. We're empowered to prosper. Chapter 28, verse 1. Do you know this is the, the blessings that Abraham enjoyed? And we're blessed with believing Abraham. Isn't that what it says? We're blessed with believing Abraham. We're blessed with him. In fact... Our covenant has better promises. Not only do we have a better covenant based upon better promises, but we still get the benefits from the promises that was made them in the Old Testament. Isn't that good news? When you read things about the blessings in the Old Testament, you say, that's mine, and everything in the New Testament's of mine. I'm just blessed beyond measure. Shouldn't we add that, blessed beyond measure? Hallelujah. Now it shall come to pass in verse 1, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. How many of the blessings? Say it like I said it. All. That makes it sound like it's just never, never ending, isn't it? All the blessings of God. It says, blessed shall you be in Grosbeck. Blessed shall you be in Mohair. Blessed shall you be in Riesel Old Union, Oletha. We got the Oletha mite here. Hi. Anybody know where Oletha is? It's smaller than Old Union. They don't even have a store yet. You shall be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Do you ever lay claims to these? Do you ever just mention it every now and then? 
I got a full uh, doormat. When you walk up, it says, I'm blessed coming in. And when you turn around, you face the other way, I'm blessed going out from Jerry Savelle Ministries. So every, when I walk by there, I see I'm blessed going out because that's usually when I'm leaving. And then when I come back, I'm blessed coming in. <clears throat> see, I live in the country. God blesses country folk. Amen. I, I asked somebody to go to the hospital and visit uh, Remington and, and uh, Dustin Martin. Y'all remember Dustin Martin, a little evangelist, come here and preach fireball for Jesus Christ. And, and I'd called Rusty to see if somebody would go. We'd just been there Friday. And, and uh, so they gave us some news that wasn't great. So I asked Rusty, could you send somebody there to pray and visit with the family a minute? So he said, I'll talk to Dustin. So Dustin called me today and he said this. He said, uh, he said, uh, well, the thing about it is, he's in Lufkin right now with his father-in-law had a, a stroke. And so he said he'd be headed there in the morning, probably get there between 2 and 30 and 11. And he said, the only thing about it is I didn't bring no uh, real good clothes. I, I said, Dustin, they're country folk. They're country folk. They're all right. It's all right with jeans and a t-shirt. Am I, am I right? See, God will bless you if you wear blue jeans and a t-shirt. Amen. In fact, I prefer that. My wife knows I prefer that. She just wishes I'd wear a little better ones during the week. Huh? Listen, God, He says He's blessed you and He wants to bless you in the city and in the country. And then He goes on to say, I'll bless the fruit of your body. What's the fruit of your body? Your kids. He said, I want to bless your kids. You're to look at your kids and say, you are blessed. Why? Because you're of my body. You are blessed by God. God has blessed you. You are a little blessing. Instead of saying, there's a terrible twos. There's the terrible twos. I don't, did we ever say ours was the terrible twos? They weren't terrible. They were terrific twos. That's what we say. Everybody say terrific twos. Some of y'all might have done God above that right now, but you may need to start saying they're terrific twenties. <laughs> Or 16 or 15 or 13 or whatever, huh? You know, kids will be kids, but kids will be blessed. But somebody's got to speak it over them. Can I help you? Somebody's got to speak it over them. No matter how old they get or how young they are, you're say, my children are blessed. They're blessed by the best. Huh? Everybody say, blessed by the best. We are to say that about ourselves. I know Jeff Pringle to the day, to the day he died and went home to be with Jesus. He would, he would shake your hand and say, I'm blessed by the best. Blessed by the best. And now he's shouting in glory today. Glory to God. He never let up on the fact that he was blessed. Blessed shall be the fruit of the body and the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Man, if you got cattle, if you got a garden, how many's got a garden? Two of us? Three of us? How's y'all's gardens doing? Good and good. Praise God. Soggy? Somebody got a soggy one? Mine was soggy and then it, then it finally quit raining so much at my house. 
You know, I told my, told y'all this Sunday morning, my wife, I said, Linda keeps saying, we had squash coming out the wazoo. When I sat down, she said, you know what your wazoo is, don't you? I said, yeah, it's my garden. <laughs> That's where it's coming from, my garden. I kind of knew what she was talking about. <laughs> I, I'd go out there and I'd look, and you know, here, right here it says, blessed shall be the fruit of your ground. And so for the last few years, I didn't make nothing. But this year, oh my goodness, God has just poured the blessing on it. There I am. There I am. So that's what you do. Move it every seven years. Huh? So I got seven years. I'm going to plant right there. I may shoot for eight. But I would go out there and I would pick a, a, a half a bucket of five. I'm talking about a five-gallon bucket of squash every day. And I'm sitting there th- th- thinking, and, and here's, what I, here's what I thought when I was out there, not, yes, not today, but yesterday. And I was thinking... Well, no wonder. Linda's been saying we got it out the wazoo. We're just being blessed. Huh? Did he say he would bless our ground, the fruit of our ground, the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks? This year I, I had, I had a, uh, uh, I have cattle. And, uh, in February I was out in my pasture and I was, I was driving to looking at my cows and all of a sudden I, I looked up and there was this baby calf coming across there and I saw this baby calf and it still had the umbilical cord and everything. It was, it was running around. I, I thought, that is not my calf. That can't be my calf. I know I don't, that my cow hasn't had a calf and it didn't look nothing like any of my cows. And so I went around to everybody and tried to find out where the calf belonged or where it come from. Nobody seemed to be missing a calf or nothing. So I wound up raising that calf and, uh, uh, so she's a little heifer and, and, uh, she's four months, going on five months old now. And I raised her on a bottle. In fact, I still go out and give her bottles. Can you believe five months old? I still feed her three bottles a day. And I, and she thinks the four wheeler is her mama. Cause when she hears that four wheeler, she comes running no matter where she is. She's running towards me on that four wheeler and I, I feed her them bottles. But the thing about it is I had a calf later on that a, a newborn calf or a calf that's several, probably a month or so old that just died. I just, you know, I don't have no idea, but God already had me a replacement. Praise that. So I didn't lose no, no calf. And so I thought God's going to bless. I, I remember, and I know I'm running out of time, but I remember years ago. Uh, when we was pastor in a Living Word Church, we had a man there by, by the name of Don Burleson. Of course, and everybody that was hooked up with us then knows who Don Burleson was. He's old cowboy. Been a cowboy for every. Looks like oh, uh, a Glenn Ford. Look just like Glenn Ford. Every time I saw Glenn Ford, I called him Don. And at that time, Rusty Martin was preaching in there, and uh, Rusty called him up, and he said, "Somebody." He, he told him, "He said you've been losing calves. A lot of your calves has been dying." And he started, he prayed for Don, and he said, uh, uh, from this point on, you're not going to lose any more calves. 
And he prayed for him. And Don told me later, he said, what he didn't know, I've been, my calves were dying and I didn't know why they were dying. I was losing my calves. And after he prayed for me, I did not lose another calf. I did not lose another calf. And I'm telling you, God wants to bless the increase of your herds and the offspring of your flocks. Notice what it said, blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Your basket, that's uh, carrying your, your food and your groceries. I always like to say when you go into the uh, supermarket, you ought not be cursing your basket. You ought to start saying, my basket's blessed. Huh? Don't get quiet on me. You said, well, do you see the prices there? I go in there every day or most every day. Walk in there, walk around the store, pick up what I want and go back out. And I tell you what, you said, well, do you look at the prices? Well, I guess so. I have to pay for them. But when you start thinking, I'm blessed in the store. I'm blessed in the store. I'm blessed going in. And I'm going to be blessed coming out. Is anybody with me? Did you know it don't, co- it, uh, it don't cost you any more to speak blessings over it than it does curses, but it actually does. When you go in there and say, well, you know, God's going to bless my basket. He's going to take care of this in the name of Jesus, and I'm not going to worry about what I... Uh, I uh, uh, you know, you got to use wisdom. Don't get me wrong, such as that. But, you know, I've been in, I've been in the store behind, behind people before and, and get up there, and they'd be, paying for their, they'd be paying for their groceries, and they get to a certain point that they run out of money, and they say, oops. You ever been behind somebody and say, oh, no. Uh, I don't have the money for all that. And I'd stand there and say, I'll get it. Just go ahead and put it on my ticket. Because first of all, I didn't want to wait for her to go get whatever she put back. <laughs> and so, but anyway, I wanted to bless too. So I'd just say, uh, uh, just put the, I'll pay for it. Just put it on my ticket when it comes by and I'll pay for it. And I've done that several times. But the thing about it is, they were blessed. And do you know why I got the bigger blessing out of it? Got the bigger blessing out of it. I did a one lady one time and she was there and she said, I got to run out to the car and get, I get some more money out, out of there. So I said, never mind. Just go ahead. I'll pay for it. And that was one time I didn't want to wait in line until she went out to the car. But the thing about it is she's sitting there and come to find out she was somebody that had been in our church before and she met me out in the parking lot and said, here, here's the money back. And I said, I don't want your money back. I just want to bless you with it. So I gave it to her. And so she was blessed, but I was blessed more. Listen, it, it, it seems like when you're, uh, you're, you're a blessing, you're blessed. Uh, God told Abraham, I will bless those who bless you. I'll bless those who bless you, but He'll also bless you as you bless others. He wants us to be blessed to be a blessing. He said, I bless you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, and this is a part of the blessings that we ought to be able to enjoy in our lives, what we're reading right now. Blessed is your basket and your kneading bowl. I'm telling you, your groceries are to be blessed. It says, blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Thank God we're blessed going in, blessed going out. You know, here's here's what I, I found out. If we're not, we let things slide. Do you ever start out good and, and next thing you know, we kind of let it slide and, and say, well, you know, we'll say I'm blessed for a long time, blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, and all of a sudden we quit saying I'm blessed. We just uh, every now and then say I'm blessed and, and uh, every now and then say praise God, blessed is the fruit of my uh, my body and blessed are my kids, my best. But we need to say it. We need to make a habit of it. Yeah. 
That may not be a good word to tell us, but make a habit of it, just getting up and just saying, okay, I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to bless my kids, I'm going to bless my finances, I'm going to bless my life in Jesus' name and just thank God that I am blessed. Say it again, I'm blessed. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Thank God you win. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. I'm telling you, God will bless you in your storehouses. What is your storehouses? Your bank accounts, your savings accounts. Praise God. I'm telling you, I remember Mark Hankins. I don't know if anybody listened to Mark Hankins, but I remember him talking about, uh, 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 praying about his finances and such as that. And, and he was, uh, uh, talking about people had big savings accounts and stuff like this. And he said, uh, God, uh, he said, God, I, I don't have a big savings account. I'm believing God for a certain amount of money. And he said, God said, you are to start talking to your savings account. You are to start talking to it. You are to claim money in your savings account and such as that. So he started claiming it. And, uh, but on the other hand, what he started doing was uh, up, up in his giving and giving more and giving more and giving more. And God just kept putting more and more and more through him. Listen, if you want your finances blessed, you've got to bless God with them. And so he said, I'll bless you. And I'm telling you, as you bless God, God will start blessing you back and it'll start coming good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over will be coming back to you in Jesus' name. How many would love to just have uh, storehouses full? Malachi says that and when you bring your tithes and offerings to the storehouse and prove him in it, he'll open up the wind of heaven and pour it out of blessings. There's not even room enough to contain it all. Amen. Praise God. And so God wants you to have more than enough. He'll bless everything you put your hand to. The Lord will establish you a holy people to Himself just as He has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in His ways. Then all the people of the earth will see that you're called by the name of the Lord and that they will be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you His good treasure, the heavens. Thank God, hallelujah, we can live under an open heaven to give rain, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. He shall lend, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. He will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. So she shall not turn aside from the words which I command you this day. But listen, God wants you to know you're blessed. Did you know we can claim all these blessings? I'm obeying you, God. I'm doing what you say to do. And I lay claims to every single one of these blessings from my life. He said you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. You were blessed. You have been blessed. And I'm telling you something. We need to lay claims to our blessings. We don't need to be the cursors of what we have. We need to be the blessers of what we have. Amen? It's easy to start griping. It's easy to complain. It's easy to look at what we don't have and overlook what we do have. Amen? God has 
got on to me so many times about looking at what is instead of what's not. And I'm telling them that, uh, you know, we look and see here's what we don't have and here's what, uh, or here's what we don't have and we're not appreciative of what we do have. Amen. I remember Charles Capp's book in, in, uh, uh, God's book, in the God's Creative Power will work for you when he said God spoke to him and said this to him. He said, you know, I told my people they could have what they say, but they're saying what they have or they're saying what they don't have. And so I'm telling you, we got to be careful not to curse what God has blessed. Amen? Because I found out a curse without cause cannot alight. Listen to me, they can't nobody curse you that if you don't let them curse you and if you don't receive that curse because God has already blessed you. Isn't that what Balaam said? He said, I cannot curse what God has not cursed. Has he blessed? He's blessed, and I can't reverse it. I'm telling you, you need to let the devil know you can't reverse the blessing that God has put upon my life. And I am blessed. My family's blessed. I'm blessed with health. I'm blessed with wealth. I'm blessed with a great blessed family in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to continue to live in those blessings day in and day out. I'm going to go in them, uh, go out in them, and I'm going to come back in in them in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, God wants you blessed. Say it with me. I'm blessed. You know, I used to say this, and I still do say it. I always say this, something like this. God, I thank you that you have blessed me. I'm, and I'll put it this way. I'm blessed, and I shall not be cursed in Jesus' name. I'm blessed, and I will not be cursed in the name of Jesus. Say it with me. I'm blessed. I will not be cursed in Jesus' name. Because Jesus redeemed me from the curse of the law. Amen. Being made a curse for us. So you need to hang on to being a blessed person and don't allow anybody to, 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 to cause you to think any other way of your own life. Amen. Isn't he good? God is good.